Hi, guys. Oh. Welcome back to the Mel K Show. We have our fearless warrior for truth and justice, Tom Renz, back with us for an update on what is going on, where his lawsuits are, and what uh, is coming next and how we can help. Thanks for coming back, Tom. You are really out there fighting a battle on the front lines like I haven't seen. Thank God. Thank yeah. you. We're at uh, we're at war for freedom and for uh, our children's future and our health. And, you know, we we just got to keep chugging. I'm, I'm starting to feel special, though. I feel like I'm almost, you know, somewhat regular here. I love uh, it. It's pretty awesome for me. For a guy like me, it's like, you know, typically when someone sees me, they tell me I have to wear a paper bag the next time or, you know, just they want to avoid me coming back. But, you know, you keep just tolerating more of me. So it's great. Oh, I love it. Well, your humility is very, very impressive because what you are doing is changing the world by fighting back the way they do. Now, I wanted to uh, discuss because people don't understand this lawfare that these people use that is, is truly evil. They manipulate our justice system to keep themselves out of trouble rather than seeking justice. So right now you're in a situation where um, it, it appears at all costs, every court that you're dealing with is trying to avoid discovery. Uh, well, absolutely. So every defendant, every case, everything we're doing, you know, one of the things, and I'm real open about this. I'm right. very eager to get to discovery. <laughs> I don't care how we get there, where we get there. Let's get to discovery. Let's see what, what the truth is. Because you liars on the other side keep telling us stuff. And we keep getting information leaked out there that shows that you're liars. You know, so, but when we get to discovery, well, guess what? You can't keep lying about it or you, you face perjury charges and all sorts of other things. So it's interesting because discovery is kind of the key here. And, uh, you know, they can only dodge it so long. We're going to get there. Yeah. Uh, but then, you know, once we get discovery, we get their data. But I think for the people, the one thing that I really want everybody to hear and understand is why is the other side so afraid of discovery? What, you know, you don't hide info if you don't have anything to hide. And the bottom line is here that these guys can easily discredit me if I'm wrong. For a year and a half, I've been screaming from the top of my lungs that these guys are liars and crooks. Right. All they had to, if they could have discredited me, are you telling me they wouldn't have? Are you telling me after a year and a half, they wouldn't have just released the data and said, here it is? No, that's not it. That That's garbage. These people are garbage. What this really is, is that they're doing everything they can to hide it because they're crooks. Right. Yeah. And um, the other thing that's going on is people have to start waking up to anyone that's being censored, attacked. Hit pieces wrote, written by anyone from the Daily Beast, the Washington Post, New York Times, AP, Reuters, uh, Politico. They're all in on it. A, they're all financed, basically, and have taken money from the Gates Foundation or the Open Society, usually both. And then two, I think the American people are starting to look at the, the censorship and the silencing of dissenting opinions and really starting to question it finally. Do you, do you see that happening? Because I, the censorship is out of control and it's backfiring, in my opinion. I agree with you. I mean, you know, look at I mean, I hope that your audience is growing as much as a lot of other people's. Yep. Um, you know, that's people are looking for truth. Right. You know, you don't hide things unless you have something to hide. But that's what we're facing on a societal level. And, you know, you mentioned that those uh, wonderful outlets, I won't call them news outlets, propaganda okay. outlets. Uh, from the garbage media, uh, which, by the way, I've, I've dubbed the mainstream media the garbage media. Um, so here's the thing. They're all part of the Trusted News Initiative. 
I mean, these groups, they've all openly admitted our job is to propagandize the American people and the people of the world. We don't care about truth. Truth right. is irrelevant. What we're doing is we're making money. And, you know, all the, the, the garbage media has really been bought, controlled, owned by other conglomerates, right? I mean, they're no longer media. They're no longer news. What they are is they're propaganda arms. They're advertising arms. You know, I mean, listen, uh, you got a billionaire that owns the New York Times. You got another billionaire that owns the Washington Post. You got a billionaire that owns this, a billionaire that owns that. And none of these people all own interests in other other industries. Do you think that they're going to let the, their their newspapers report negatively on the industries that they they own? I mean, hell no, hell no. I mean, it's an absolute joke, you know. And uh, you know, I got to be honest with you. These these young brainwashed buffoons that come out of uh, media school, you know, come out of college and they think I'm like, oh, I've got a great gig at, you know, USA Today or you know, whatever. Um, and I'm going to really I'm going to put the truth out. Well, here's the thing. I'm sorry to, to inform you this, but you're stupid. You've been you've been lied to. You've been manipulated. And, you know, if you really want to find out if you're a reporter and you're truly an idealist, if you're truly searching for truth, try and report something that's against the narrative and see how long you have a job. See, what they're doing is you you sold out as soon as you accepted that job and you continue to be sold out until such time as you quit that job. Or, you know, if you doubt me, try and write truth. I just put a DOD paper out that shows 60% of the hospitalized are fully vaccinated. Write that, write that story. It's from the DOD, it's not from me. You don't have to believe me. Try writing and publishing that story. Tell me you're not a sellout. You're cowards and you're sellouts. And if you weren't, you'd be able to write those stories. But I don't see anybody doing it outside of people on our side because they're all cowards, they're all sellouts. And that's what the American people are tired of. You can only lie to people so long. Eventually they're gonna figure it out. That's why the circulation of most of these papers is around six. <laughs> and uh, yeah. it, it, and going down. I mean, they're they're about to lose their last six. Yeah, you know. But meantime, truth warriors like you who have the courage to speak out, well, you're reaping the rewards of that because you know more people. Well, <laughs> you're getting excoriated by in front of their. <laughs> I know, but you know uh, what? It's worth it because you know what, Tom. You and I both are, are students of history, and the sad part is the these young kids that they're hiring out of. Columbia. And unfortunately, I got a journalism degree at NYU, but it was in the 90s when I when I think I was still taught. But all the professors I had were purged, by the way. And you must have got bad grades or something because you're too normal. <laughs> no, but honestly, you know what I did? I worked a lot. I did a lot of internships. So I worked in the newsrooms learning rather than, you know, being brainwashed. And, and it got much worse after I left there. But a, a professor uh, at NYU in the journalism department Mark Crispin Miller has been uh, tortured, just like Professor Clements. The same thing, he brought up just something in a class about propaganda, about the masks, and uh, all these professors, liberal crazy people at NYU, and all these students filed against him because he taught a class on propaganda using both sides of the media's argument on masks. They said that he was anti-masker, anti-World Health Organization, anti-COVID, haven't given him his classes back. He has tenure and he's fighting them. And a lot of professors are starting to fight back where they wouldn't. Now, another thing you and I talk about, which isn't being taught purposely, is uh, Nazi Germany. 
and the parallels between Goebbels media and the media now. But what most people don't seem to understand, and I just saw, this is weird because Stanford is a uh, cabal university, obviously, and a CCP heavily funded, backed, infiltrated university. But this week, odd timing, uh, they put out the restored videos and files of the Nuremberg trials. And I thought, interesting timing. And if those same journalists that don't do any work and, and work for the cabal actually took a look at this, they would see that many journalists were also hung, uh, especially the head of the main propaganda paper. And I don't think they're going to get away with it this time either. They, they've committed crimes against humanity. They have committed um, knowingly perjured themselves. And then there's people like Maggie Haberman and uh, Will Summers and all these people that have been connected to Wiki, uh, Wikipedia's drops interacting and many more interacting with everyone during Russiagate, during the fake impeachments, and obviously during COVID. They're not going to get away with it. And they think they are the media. And I, I really don't believe they, they will. What's your feeling on them thinking that they're going to uh, get off scot-free here? Well, so, you know, I spent a lot of years boxing, martial arts type stuff. Yeah. That's so, the only reason you can do what you're doing. Yeah. I got enough concussions that, that <laughs> explains a lot. Um, so you, you, have you ever heard the phrase telegraphing a punch? Yeah. Uh, okay. So if you telegraph a punch, you, you throw a punch in a way that's easy to see it coming. So here's telegraphing a punch for you. I'm going to sue those people, all of them. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, they're complicit. They've, they violated FTC laws and rules. Uh, there, there are numerous violations because, uh, this is the unfair trade practice, all sorts of things. Um, I'm going to sue them all and I'm going to love every second of it. Now, the biggest issue right now is I have like a hit list of people I'm going to sue and it's just mind-blowingly long. And so the issue is building capacity and we're working very hard right now on building capacity so I can keep suing everybody in the universe because, you know, I'm one guy, I can only handle so many cases. Right. So right. we've got to get more money so that we got more lawyers because, you know, despite the fact that the liars in the post and, and all these different places have said, you know, that I'm rich off of this, <laughs> I've only billed about 30% of the time that I've worked and uh, I, I've failed to see the benefits of that richness. Right. So as we raise money and funding, my intent is we're going to keep building this up so I got more attorneys so we can file more suits. We're going to sue them all. And I can't wait to do that because guess what? The mainstream media, by knowingly covering up what's going on for money, and this, you talk about telegraphing a punch, here it is, you know, what they've done is they've been complicit in killing people. Right. It's, they're the cause of this. You know, this is borderline, and we may sue them for negligent homicide um, or negligent, uh, you know, contrib contributing to, to the death of these people because it's really undoubted it's indisputable you know they've gotten money from gates they've gotten money from pharma they've gotten money from all these groups and so they've covered up what's actually happening right. they're not acting as news if they were you know there's no first amendment uh for advertising i mean there's there's first amendment for advertising but the, the first amendment protections are different for advertising than it is uh for a news outlet these guys are no longer acting as news outlets. Right. All they're doing is reporting propaganda and they're doing it because of money they're bought and paid for. I can't wait to rename the Washington Post, the REMS Post. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna get a huge boot out of that. Um, 
probably going to be a few people fired in the newsroom. Uh, and by a few, I mean all of them twice. And uh, I may hire them back just so they can fire them again. Um, uh, yeah, I and yeah, I mean, I'm being a little bit ridiculous here. No, but, it's true. But uh, it, it, but it's you know, it's such a crime. They're they're literally gaslighting and brainwashing humanity on purpose. And the thing you said that's the most important is it's knowingly. They know the truth. They do yeah. know the truth. That's well, that's listen, the problem. It's a DOD. I just put out a DOD document. This is not. Why is this not the headline of every newspaper in the country? Right. Well, I can tell you why because they're bought and paid for. Right. Um, I mean, it is. It says Department of Defense, and it says sixty percent of hospitalized patients are fully vaccinated. Right. You don't get more clear than that. Right. It, it just doesn't get clearer than that. And before that, I mean, I got a whistleblower, thousands and thousands dead that are not being counted, that are being covered up. I mean, listen. It, it is what it is. And the cat's out of the bag. We've got you guys. You right. might as well. You know what? It might be forgivable if you say we're sorry. Um, you know, maybe then there'd be few people, fewer people that we sue. Right. But, uh, you know, right now we've got you and you got to decide how much liability you want to face in the future because it's coming. And right. by the way, um, I got a whole army of volunteer attorneys and people that we haven't talked about at all. And I got data out to all, a whole bunch of people. Yeah, It's not just me. It's going to be a whole I army have, of people. I have so many people that get in touch with me to find out how to get in touch with you. And I know you're good that um, there's many, many people. A lot of people also, my sister's law firm in Jersey, they're mandating this and she's going to lose a bunch of people too. And, uh, and it, that's happening all over in law firms. Now, now, the thing is, I just want to check with you on this. It's a mandate. It's not a law. And uh, the Obama, uh, Obama, the Obama Biden administration oh. has said that uh, OSHA would be putting out the um, the mandate, which they're not constitutionally supposed to, nor is the CDC supposed to be con putting out eviction moratoriums. But anyway, this OSHA put out nothing. So all these employers are getting rid of their people, not realizing, I guess, that they're in big trouble. There is no precedent for firing people. And right now it's straight up civil rights discrimination, it seems. Well, I would argue it is. Um, you know, it's it's a tricky area of the law with the private employers. Uh, you know, for some reason, you're allowed to discriminate on a lot of fronts. Now, the one area that's really clear is the religious exemption. Right. Um, if you have a personal, firmly held religious belief, don't listen, don't fill out their garbage paperwork. Find a local attorney, talk to your attorney. But I mean, what if they have any brains, they're going to tell you to write a letter that says something along the lines of this is a personal, firmly held religious belief based on the new information and the new knowledge I've gained on. I'm going to put out a little blog talking about considerations. Take that to your local attorney and have them write you a good letter. Um, I, I just finished it up last night. I just got to get it put up on my website, rems-law.com. Please look at it. We're trying to put as much stuff up there as we can. Get it, share it. For the love of God, share it. We want this information everywhere because we want to save people's lives. By the way, Mel, great news for you. We had a mainstream paper in Ohio, mainstream, certainly not one of ours, that reported that the vaccine uptake in Ohio is sub 50%. So I don't know. You know, They keep telling us that everybody's got it. I don't think that's the truth. Um, yeah. we, we've been saying for a while, we haven't been able to find evidence that that's the case. And, you know, we still haven't. Right. I, I don't think that there's a 50 percent uptake. I think it's substantially lower. And uh, right. 
you know, but yeah. And they got a big problem in New York. Only 26% of the black community has gotten the jab. And uh, apparently it's way less in terms of the populace of New York City because all the restaurants that survived somehow last year are getting killed by this new QR code and the vaccine. And honestly, it does seem a lot of people even that got the vaccine are infuriated about having to show their papers to get into restaurants. And I see some restaurants fighting back, but really what I see fighting back also in New York, you know, over the weekend, uh, thousands of teachers were, were laid off without unemployment and also 30,000 healthcare workers in New York. And it's none of this is legal. And at the same time, the healthcare workers in, were, were heroes a year and a half ago with no yep. vaccine. Now they have no jobs for not wanting a vaccine when most of them probably had it and have immunity. This is insanity. The lawsuits just seem to be uh, what what is coming down the pike has to be astronomical just in New York alone. And, and then the black community, they're right. They're right. They are. It's segregation again. And, and you know what? They marched with um, America First and MAGA and anti-vax people uh, just yesterday in front of all the buildings in New York and the Black Lives Matter people. And these aren't the Marxist socialists that made millions oh. of dollars. These are the ones that actually were marching for black lives and they're getting it. They know that this is an attack on them as anything else has ever been. And let me you know what? Let me let me make people's heads explode here for one second. So the Black Lives Matter protesters that protested against the issues with with the justice system. I have no issue with those people. In fact, I agree with them. There needs to be criminal justice reform. Money buys justice. And a lot of the African-American community is not getting justice because they can't afford to buy the bazillion dollar lawyers. They're right. That needs done. Now, the problem was, is that the idea of criminal justice reform got hijacked by a bunch of corrupt monsters that were in this for the money, Antifa, they were infiltrated. So that was bad. But the people who are pure about the idea that there needs to be equality and justice, those people I'm okay with. See, Americans all agree on freedom, right, left, middle. We all agree on freedom. And this is a case study. And God bless our, our, our Black brother and sister Americans here who recognize that this is Tuskegee part two. Right. Um, they're, you know, they're just, they're on it quicker than these white elite liberal morons who, right. don't, who don't have a clue what's going on you know, that, uh, that think that they're doing something. Listen, this is a war against American citizens. And God bless you. I, you know what, we need a million people marching in New York every weekend until this is fixed. Um, But here's the thing, ladies and gents, I want you to hear me when I tell you this. It is something you've got to recognize. This is not something that they care about your opinion. We're going to have to beat them. We can't talk to them because they don't care. This is part of a much bigger plan. We've got evidence on it. I can't go public with it. It's there's too much and it's not ready. I will eventually go public with what we know. But this is part of a much bigger plan. We know it. We've seen it. We've got the dirt. Right. And, uh, you know, the key here really is that we, the people, just have to absolutely say no. Right. And I'm, you know, I'm going to tell you, we need to be watching our justice system. If the courts refuse to, if they, if they refuse to do their job on this, right, there's an issue. And we, that's, that's the last free bastion of government right now is our court system. 
Right. Uh, our, our legislative bodies are as corrupt as can be. Some of them are good. We have some good people that are elected, but but the the bodies as a whole, I mean, you look at the U.S. Congress and the Senate. Oh, my God, what a what a trash heap. Yeah. Um, you know, it used to be that it was a respectable thing to be a congressman or a senator. Now you've got people who are going there. that are, They're just they're in line waiting to sell out. Right. Uh, minus a few of them. We've got it. We, the people have to retake our government. Uh, and God bless the fact that we see people of the right and the left all uniting for freedom. Um, hey, you want to talk about big tent? If you're pro freedom, you're in my tent. OK, I don't care if you're right. I don't care if you're left. Because here's the thing for me, I'm a Christian guy. My family believes in conservative values. My family's patriotic. But guess what? What you do in your house is your business. I don't care. Here's the problem. I don't care what you do in your house, but the other side cares what I do in my house. Well, the other side can go to hell because I'm going to still keep doing it. And, you know, guess what? I got a big open door for anybody right, left, middle that wants to come onto my team. Right. You believe in freedom and you believe in America and you believe in, in you know, preserving our country. Mm -hmm. Welcome. Yeah. And, and, you know, we have to put, together, first of all, all this stuff is manufactured through the color revolutions of a George Soros NGO uh, network of demons that uh, have divided us by race, class, color, uh, systematic racism, 1619 Project, uh, the 1984 destruction of our history so that we have nothing to go back to because it's all been sullied and removed. I mean, we're in 1984 on that level. But another thing that's happening, and I don't know if this is what you're referring to, but I've been looking at it for a while because I look at geopolitics. I find that the foreign English language papers that are reputable are a lot more honest and giving much more information. And what just happened that people don't know, I don't think in America, is that one of the most um, awful, egregious uh, lockdown tyrants in um, Australia had to step down two days ago. The accusations are that she took money from the World Health Organization, World Economic Forum, and, in, and also Pfizer to do the lockdowns, to follow this whole path towards Build Back Better. And she's, uh, so she's being investigated, had to step down. But if you remember, the guy from Belarus, the guy from Tanzania, the guy from Ghana, one is having a, a NATO full attack on him and the other two are dead. They all said that they were offered money from the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, i.e. also CCP slash UN World Health Organization to follow this path of destruction of the world, including the lockdowns, the whole COVID thing and all of that. It is coming out in other countries and you know about um, Dr. Fulmick's, uh, um, he's getting discovery as much as he can, but it won't count here. Uh, you know, you're kind of the point man here right now and I remember when he started about a year ago and people were saying this and that. Now people are coming out of the woodwork, giving him evidence. But there's a good chance that a lot of these countries, um, leaders, including the Biden regime uh, and Fauci and them, were in on it from the very top, which is the World Economic Forum. Are you hearing that at all? Oh, there's no question. I mean, this is coordinated from the World Economic Forum on down. I mean, listen. It's tied in with with the banking. It's tied in with the money. It's tied in with a lot of things. I mean, we know that we've got the evidence. You know, I'm not quite ready to get shot on it yet because I don't have. I, I need to have uh, have everything lined up before right. I do that. Right. Um, 
but you know, the bottom line is this is the same group of, of corrupt monsters right. who are, you know, they're just trying to take over the world. And uh, you've got this really kind of uncomfortable arrangement between China and some of these guys. Listen, Schwab's book is very clear. I mean, you don't have to believe me. You can just read his book. It's kind of like this DOD document. You don't have to believe me. You can just look at the document. Right. You know, um, everything we're saying is, I mean, I listen, if I can't back it up, I don't say it. Right. You know, I go on a lot of interviews and people try and get me to say things that are, yeah, I agree with this conspiracy theory or that. And I won't say it right. unless I, you know, I mean, I may say, listen, I, it makes sense to me or something like that, but I don't have the evidence. Right. I'm telling you there is zero question in my mind, zero. This is for, this is coordinated by the same group of people. By the way, if you think that the if you think that health freedom is the only thing under attack, you're misguided. Um, it's the same group of people are trying to overwhelm the system. Right. I mean, you know, they're making they're making plays on our supply chain. That's not an accident. They're making plays in the in the food production, uh, making plays on energy. Right. Um, you know, this is all about bringing about bringing down, bringing the downfall of the free world so that they can rebuild it better. I mean, they said that rebuild We've it better evidence. with AI and, and less humans. And, and they did say it. And good thing that you're bringing that up. And we have to tell people go to the World Economic Forum or just go to Amazon and put in or wherever you buy books and put in Klaus Schwab and read uh, read the description of COVID-19 of the great reset COVID-19. But what you're bringing up next is also Klaus Schwab. The sci he did a, the cyber polygon tabletop exercise, which if people don't know about Event 201, sponsored by the Gates Foundation, Bloomberg Johns Hopkins Medical School, I believe the NBC, Universal, and, um, and the World Economic Forum, also simulation of the pandemic from a year prior planning. Well, he also did this cyber polygon tabletop thing, similar thing to take down our supply chain to lead to famine shortages, everything we're seeing right now. And his third book is The Fourth Industrial Revolution, which is the complete destruction of the middle class, the need, the need to not really have anyone working in the middle fields only basically a slave class to do like hospitality and, and physical labor and I guess put things for Amazon on uh, for delivery and then the elite. Because what I see as I look around everything was, it was a also a coordinated, the COVID uh, plan, coordinated destruction worldwide of the middle class because the middle class are the fighters. They're the people that fight back. And that's why when we're traveling around the country, we travel with really amazing people of all colors and races, religions, backgrounds, gay, straight. And um, the one thing we all have in common is we see the truth and we love America and we want to preserve America. But it tends to also be middle class people that are that are waking up because it's our lives that are being destruct destroyed on purpose because that's who they're scared of. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, the middle class is a problem. See, the, the people that are okay with perpetual poverty are easy to control. They're, they're like sheep. They just, whatever, they don't care. Right. Middle class is an American thing, right? So middle class is something that was really developed in America and kind of really is, it's, it's the core of the success of America, right? So the middle class is the mechanism by which we've gone from poverty to wealth. Right. Uh, the middle classes are the people who are trying to make a better life for themselves and their kids and their families. And they're multi-generational. 
you know, they teach their kids the values of work and things like that. So that they, you see the, the middle class is a threat to the power structure because they provide, the middle class is where competition comes from. Um, you know, those at the top, their position is attacked by competition. Well, they don't want that. They want a permanent nobility class, right. that, you know, that, that's there because it's there. And that's, that's the nature of things. You know, once you have everything, you want to preserve everything. And that's the problem. You know, it used to be, I mean, we used to have fair trade laws so that if you were going to sell to, if you were a big supplier or manufacturer, you know, you couldn't sell really cheap to a big company and really expensive to a small company. Well, where, where's that, right? I mean, wouldn't it be nice if, if you could open a store in your town mm-hmm. and get the same price as Amazon's getting so that you could actually compete? I mean, wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that spread the wealth? Where are the Democrats on that, right? And I know we're getting far afield from healthcare, but it's an important yeah, it's thing. Yeah. Well, it is, it is, because the thing is, is these sort of economic policies are being supported by corrupt bureaucrats and corrupt elected officials. And all they do is make the rich richer. You know, Biden and his crew talking about, well, we got to tax the rich. They're not talking about the rich. They're talking about the upper middle class, right. which is the greatest exactly. threat to the rich. If they want to attack the rich, they're going to have to get rid of their, their tax loopholes that they hire big, expensive attorneys who make a lot more money than I do. Um, you know, uh, for but, real. I mean, they, they work for them. They work for the cabal. They, that's how they keep going. That's what lawfare is. The, the yeah. little guy without money can't fight back against the government that prints its own money into oblivion and doesn't care about the consequences. And that's what that's how they do it. That's how they do it. Yeah, well, and that's it. You know, we've got to we've got to get these people uh, out of positions of power. The idea of, a, of an elected body that runs our country the idea that was based on the fact that that would be a buffer between the people who have power and the people who don't. I mean, you know, the, the real power is in the, in the people who are voting and we the people, and that's what we have to leverage. Of course, you you know, I haven't done much on the elections, but I'm really starting to doubt how honest they were. Um, uh, so bad. You know, given some of the stuff that's came out, uh, you know, I'll eventually get to dig into that too. But, you know, right now, I, I try not to talk too much about things that I'm not that I haven't fully educated myself on. Right. But, you know, you've got to have these elections. We've got to have them fair. We've got to have. Them. I mean, how does Newsom win anything again? This guy is a scumbag piece of garbage. I can't believe even in California. I mean, you know, California is special, but really, right? really, uh, right. that's that's just another level. I can't believe Newsom would get it again, you know, and it makes me wonder about the integrity of that election. Me too. Oh, and we have to, but I keep telling people, you know, everyone's, uh, or the majority, I believe where the majority is outraged over, um, you know, the school boards and the masking of our kids and the CRT and all of this stuff uh, that nobody's doing anything. Nobody's being arrested. Nobody's being held accountable, but that's because first of all, the the election wasn't uh, stolen from Trump. It was stolen from us. We yes, it was. It's not about Trump. It's no. about the election. It's about freedom. Um, and the one issue that I have brought up about the election is, you know, I didn't review these cases, so I can't say whether they're good or bad. But these courts standing behind the the fallacy that standing is, I mean, they've used standing to avoid every tough political question okay. they can. And this is something that we have to fix. 
Right. The courts are cowards on this. Every time there's a tough political question, they argue standing because they don't want to be the ones that have to make a decision. But guess what? That's your damn job. Right. Your job right. is to determine when there's a legitimate ex- dispute who is right. And they've got this set up where the American people can't challenge their government or their government's actions in court. Right. That's garbage. And the idea is the courts say, well, but they can do it at the ballot box. Well, when you won't take a, an election case, how the hell are they supposed to do it at the ballot box? And right. I don't know whether they decided these right or wrong, but what I know is when you have 50% of the American public that is downright furious and upset and concerned about an election, alleging fraud, and you won't even take evidence on it, then you have failed your duty. I think that that is a critical thing. And these courts need to get their butts in gear and start ensuring justice, giving the American people an opportunity to be heard, because it is the court's role to weigh the evidence and make a determination as to how that applies to the law. They aren't doing it. They're hiding behind court-made ideas like standing. Standing is a constitutional thing, and it's a legitimate thing, but the courts have taken it totally out of context right and uh which connects back to the election stuff because a lot of these judges sheriffs school boards city councils ags da's are elected and senators and governors so people talk about the the trump steal i'm more concerned with the local election theft because that's where the real that's where it's harming us we the people in our local communities are that there's rogue judges that were financed all over, especially in the cities by George Soros, whose who's explicit goal in life is to destroy America from the inside out and achieve the one world government top down. He's never okay. been shy about it. Like Rockefeller, Kissinger, Bush senior, it's always been the goal. They got this close. And now we, the people, we have to fight back. But the truth is it's our local politicians that we need to audit as well because the judges locally are very dangerous. Like you're talking about criminal justice reform. We need to find out which judges are on the payroll of Soros and and the World Economic Forum, because that's their part of it. Well, and remember, I mean, if you want to get rid of, if you want to get rid of issues like this, you have to get rid of people that are providing, that are promoting divisiveness, right? Justice has to be blind. And you're right. So if you've got a corrupt local judge, they got to go. If you've got a corrupt local politician, I mean, these guys, we got to start from the bottom up on a lot of this. And, you know, I don't I'm not interested in getting into the who who won the presidency garbage because that's too that's too far down the road. What I am concerned about, though, is if there was election fraud, how many how many times did that affect a school board race? Right. How many times did that affect us locally? And, you know, like I said, I don't know. And it's not my my thing at this point, but you know, this is all tied together. And the value of this conversation is that we're talking about this comprehensively, right? So, you know, my local health department, your local health department, well, where are the county commissioners, the local prosecutor, the local sheriff, where are these people and saying, hell no. And if you try and, uh, if you try and promote unconstitutional or illegal actions in this, this county, right. we're going to stop you. Right. Where is that? Don't and tell people- me that the health department is the the god of any given county? We've got elected officials. Right. You, ju- we just need our local election elected officials not to be cowards and to say no, we're not doing this. Right, and that's why we need to weed out who who was bought and paid for by those who would like the destruction of America. Clearly, now and one more did. thing, yeah, and one more thing, I'm going to ask you because um, I uh, 
I, I can always talk to you for hours, but I gotta let you go. Um, so people don't realize that Pfizer has been uh, convicted of criminality and deception to the tune of, it, it appears to be more than billions of dollars over the years. And uh, this immunity that was given, I believe under Reagan, but I'm not sure. And who knows when yeah. he, a lot of people say after he was shot, he was never in control again. It was Bush. Who knows? All I know is that these people, just like the Smith Modernization Act that Obama and Cass Sunstein put in, so journalists think that they're going to get off the hook. These people in the vaccine industry have a immunity to, to, a, lot, to a lot of the side effects and death. But my question is, if they knowingly did this stuff, would that, um, is there a, a, does that supersede their um, a perceived immunity if they were willingly and knowingly uh, involved in genocide? Oh, I would absolutely say that there are limitations to any sort of immunity. I mean, you know, immunity doesn't mean that you can just violate every law in the universe and suddenly it doesn't apply to you. You can't convey that and, you know, the legislature cannot convey immunity for, for everything. There, there are limits, right? I mean, that's just the way it is. So, um, yeah, I, I absolutely think that these people are, we're going to hold them accountable one way or another. Right. You know, the, there's, there's absolutely no way that we're going to allow them to be immune to what they've done. Right. Uh, we the people will rise up amongst other things. But, you know, this is really bringing justice to people is really what this is about. Right. And we've got to rally people. We've got to get people involved. I mean, we're working through the courts, but I'm spending a lot of time right now bringing the case to the people. And the reason for that is, is that I'm seeing how slow it's going in the courts and we can't have this happen because every day that we allow this to happen, another, however many people are dying or being right. murdered. I mean, the hospital negligence and abuse of patients, uh, the dangers of this vaccine, which everybody knows now, I mean, there's no question what's happening. The real question is, what are we, the people, going to do about it? Because right. the courts are going to be slow. The people can be much faster. We have got to resist. Right now, we're at a crossroads in this country. We're either going to lose our freedom, which once it's gone, it's gone, or we're going to, we're going to take a stand. And, you know, right now, we need to be doing everything we can to peacefully resist and to stand and say, hell no. Right. That's where we are, you know, because if we don't do it peacefully now, God knows what we're going to have to do in the future. And listen, do you really think that people who don't mind forcing children to get something that's going to kill them would have any trouble about taking a stand, uh, you know, in, in a physical sort of way? We have to avoid that. I don't want a war in this country. I don't want, you know, people ask me, is there going to be a civil war? I don't want that. That's the right. worst yeah. thing that could happen. We need peaceful resistance while we can do it. Yeah. It's got to be done. We've got to resist peacefully. We've got to take a stand. We've got to say no, but we have to be very firm about it. And we have to show up. It can't just be, you know, there's an event, you and I go, there's 10,000 people there, and then it's over. No, oh. that's not the point. The point is oh. you take, leave that event, you go home and you organize. I always tell people, my mom, 80 years old, started a We The People group. Anyone can do it. Awesome. And it grew and grew and grew. And then you show up. They're scared of us. They're scared of the truth. And they're scared of us being united, which is why whatever your issues are with your neighbors, put it aside right now and just concentrate on united we stand, divided we fall. It's not just a saying and it's where we are now. 
Now, Tom, my, my feeling is that we're the majority. And if we do start standing up and people in local small towns organize, show up, show up, it, we're going to expose that it's really the media manipulating uh, reality and this small group of the elite, this, the Ivy Leagues obviously in on it and um, the foreigners and all this stuff, corruption. But I, I really believe that we're the majority. We just need people to get off the, you know, get stop watching, stop doing this, get out there and do what you can do. You found your, your niche here, I did mine. Everyone has something to offer, every single person in America. And I encourage people to, you're a lawyer. You said, you know what, this is worth my time. And you went, jumped head first. Me, I'm in a media. I said, this is worth my time. Let them, you know, I jumped in. Everyone has a part to play. And that, that's what you keep telling everyone. And the peaceful part will sustain if we have fellowship among, human, among Americans. Nobody here wants a war, but we do see that the other side, I mean, we brought up a lot of stuff here, but the other side is, is making it more and more dangerous and making it so it's up to us to, to turn that tide, right? They are, they are, and it is absolutely up to us to remain peaceful, to remain steadfast and to continue fighting. And I'm gonna tell you, you said something really important. You think we're the majority. I think that if you dig down to what we actually believe, uh, to, to the core principle of freedom, right. I think we're a huge majority. And I think that's their greatest fear because uh, gay, straight, black, white, right, left, doesn't matter. If we, we have Muslim, no country, none of us do, especially no. them. You know, you it's like, what do you think? It's a farce. Yeah, you don't get the choice to be what you are if you don't have freedom. And so the one thing that America's always agreed on is freedom. And that's what we're fighting for here is freedom. That's what we're taking a stand for. And that's why, you know, we need a million people a week marching in New York. We need people saying, hell no. We need, you know, de Blasio, he, he belongs in a prison somewhere. Huh. A long um, time ago, believe me. Along with this. this <laughs> this crazy buffoon who's talking about the Christian duty to get this kill shot. I mean, I don't know what the hell you guys got going on up there for for governors, but it just it's just I mean, you, know, you thought you got rid of somebody who committed negligent homicide at the very least of 15,000 elderly. And we have this woman come in who I think is full on blasphemous, saying that this was created by God. She knows the truth. They all know the truth. And then you, I, I'm sure you saw just on a side note that uh, Biden came out and he goes, we're going to get this infrastructure bill done, which is just socialism, communism 101, whether it's in six days, six weeks or six months. And I go, oh, he's not even hiding the yeah. side of this demonic yeah. stuff. Yeah, so, no. uh, yeah, that's what we're dealing with again, Tom, you know. It's easy for us to talk about this this in, in logical terms, but there is a true satanic evil side to what we're dealing with. And uh, that's the thing also that really needs to unite people um, is, you know, morals, values, integrity, family, justice. This is this is this is common to all of us. And we have to really see what's on the other side and call it out. Yeah. Yeah. There's no question. Well, you know, here's the cool thing about Christianity. Right. Uh, we, we got we got just a couple basic rules. The main one being doing to others, right? You know, no God before yours and doing to others. That's it. That covers Christianity. So if we treat people with love and respect and uh, we leave the judgment to God and uh, just do our thing, that, that makes it real easy, but you know, they've got a real issue with treating people with love and respect, right? But that, you know, th that's it. We've got to have the freedom to do and to believe, and we've got to fight for that freedom. 
every day. Listen, if you will not fight right now, when will you fight? What, what, what does it ha- What has to happen before you'll have the courage to get your butt off the couch right. and fight this fight? You know, I, I mean, they're forcing your children to get injections that may kill them. I mean, we got thousands of deaths. You look at my presentation, rems-law.com. Look at the DOD document on rems-law.com. Look at all the stuff. We've got months and months of work. We've got data. We've got science. We've got everything. They're lying. Okay. There's no question they're lying. It's not like they might be lying. It's indisputable. Yeah. And wait till people see uh, the Pfizer and Merca pills coming out and and put them up against ivermectin and see that it's the exact same drug. And uh, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine could have, could have, there could have been no deaths. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, we've got, you know, McCullough came out and McCullough, for anybody that wants to know about Peter McCullough, Peter McCullough is the smartest man in any room he walks into. He has a 170 page resume and there's no fluff like this guy. And, and I mean, I work with him. He is a smart, smart dude. And he, he just, you can't get him to say something unless it's absolutely rock solid science. His credibility is absolutely amazing. He said, listen, I'd be willing to say we might've been able to save up to 90% of these people had we treated them properly. Um, you know, the, the deaths that have occurred have been a result of intent, right? Uh, there is absolute intent. We could have saved these people. We're intentionally killing them. We're still killing them. Right. We're sending them to the hospital to give them kidney failure and then intubate them, which is a guaranteed, uh, way to the, to death's door. Um, you know, I'm, I just, it's sick. It is sick. And, uh, we, we just got to take a stand. If you won't take a stand right now, there won't be a stand it, left to take. That's yeah, the truth. You know, uh, this, this is not new. This has happened in Maoist China, Stalin, Russia, you know, Hitler's Germany. It's not new. It's the same playbook. And sadly, it's the same people. So um, Re- Thomas Renz, you are, you, first of all, I've gotten to know you as a person. And you are one of the most humble, like nice humans out there, especially for a lawyer, <laughs> for a lawyer. And then uh, what you're doing for our country is is really phenomenal. And um, I know that the more people that see you and hear you, the more people are motivated to fight back. And that's the, the best thing you are doing is motivating people to take this on and get out there. And I really appreciate it. And um, I'm going to continue to have you on as much as possible and send people your way. Tell everyone where they can find you. Um, and again, uh, we need money to fight the government that prints money to fight these lawsuits. And everyone should not be fear filing a lawsuit because the more people that file them, the scarier it is. So tell people where they can find you and, um, and, uh, where, how they can help out. Uh, www.rens-law.com, uh, R-E-N-Z-law.com, please. Most important, the most important thing you can do is you can say prayers for us. Right. Um, we take prayers. That's the number one thing beyond that um you know share our information get it out there we need people we need the people to be awake and to understand what's happening we have been lied to we've been manipulated and we either take a stand or we lose everything so please please help us take a stand help us fight help us do what you can and by the way i don't want to ruin any sort of appearance or anything but uh i've also got to know you mel and i'll tell your audience uh and Mel's a, Mel's a good lady. She's legit. What you're seeing is what you're getting. And, uh, 
it's an honor to be here, even if it does destroy your viewership. Um, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. Nothing could destroy my viewership. We're on the same team. And, yeah. and the truth is, it's growing. And that, that's the best part is, um, like you said before, yeah, I don't do it either. I don't say things I can prove. I don't talk about the, what's going on and anywhere because there's so much we can prove. There's no reason. <laughs> I don't need to speculate. It's right, right. there. There's so much that we can talk about that we can prove. There's no reason to give people, you know, information that's, you know, speculation because we got enough. We just need to keep sharing it. And uh, Tom, I will see you again soon. I will put all the links below and I will put a link to the DOD um, presentation. Everyone needs to see this and share it because it is indisputable facts of what we're saying here. And the more people that know, and if you lost a loved one to this covid situation please know that we're fighting for you and you didn't have to lose your loved one and we're going to make sure that didn't happen in vain and uh thank you so much tom you you're coming out of this as like a real fighter hero warrior that we need right now and i hope more people follow you so uh i will see you next time and uh keep up the good fight it's amazing thank you for all that you do mel thank you thank you bye-bye